Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. My name is Theo, and you're listening to Between Two Trains, the train station that brings you great entrepreneurs twice a month. Your hosts are Eric Moss and Van Pappas. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another Between Two Trains. I'm Van, your friendly financial planner. And I'm Eric, your better business banker. And today on Between Two Trains, we've got a really unusual entrepreneur in business. Uh, we got Howard Burke from Two Fun Guys, and uh, they are into mushrooms, but not the kind of mushrooms that some people may be thinking about. Howard, welcome to Between Two Trains. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, we call them the other magic mushrooms because they you know, build your immune system, make you healthy, and also enjoy your garden a little bit more. So we could kind of say that with a wink, wink. but it's all legal. I love the name, Two Fun Guys, because you do have a partner, Todd uh, Pittard. Is that how you yeah. pronounce his name, Pittard? Yeah, and he actually came up with the name. Um, it's sort of a play on fungi, fungus, and but it's actually spelled F-U-N and guys, right? Yep, Two Fun Guys. So um, he came up with the not name. Um, we met starting the Shambly's Farmer's Market. And maybe about 11 years ago um, at the Frosty Caboose. Um, yes, I remember those way back in the day. All right. Yeah. So tell me exactly, you grow mushrooms, you sell mushrooms, you're a wholesaler. What exactly are you? So there's two things. So um, Two Fun Guys, um, which is based in Shambly, um, we enable the home gardener to become a mushroom farmer, so to speak. So we sell kits where you could get a tree limb freshly cut and inoculate it, um, which means that you talk sweetly to the log, drill holes in it, and then hammer in a dowel. And then um, you wait six to nine months later, and then the mushroom will keep producing logs for the next you know, three to four years. Um, whoa, 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 I do this in my home? Yeah, it's- um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But the hardest thing is that everybody wants instant gratification today. Um, and this is something that you have to wait a little bit for. But once it uh, starts fruiting, you can start having mushrooms, you know, every, you know, four times a year, five times a year for the next three to five years, depending on how big the log is. So now, when you say when you say log, you're talking an actual piece of timber? Yeah, it needs to be freshly cut, um, like green wood. Um, from a healthy tree with bark intact because mushrooms are, you know, like 85% moisture. So um, they need to have the bark intact so that um, the, the mushroom, the mycelium, so to speak, it's the, it's the seed. Uh, mycologists would be mad if we said it that way, but it's kind of for everybody to know it's what we plant inside the, the log to be the host to produce these type of mushrooms. Now, so you, like if I came to you, I would buy the actual log from you. I wouldn't go cut a tree in my backyard down. You would give me the log that I would need. Well, since you love to use chainsaws, Dan. That <laughs> How did you know? We, we, we enable you also to go ahead and get a tree from a limb from your yard, get one from the landscaper, find one on Facebook, um, and then make your own logs. That's the most ec economical way to to have a mushroom garden um, but you have to wait the longest before you get fruits is there a particular type of wood or yeah uh, we use freshly cut white oak is great red oak is good and then sweet gums do work but they're a little bit more you know 
pain in the butt. But yeah, you need a freshly cut hardwood. Gotcha. Now, don't these things grow in like dark conditions? Where where do I keep this in my house? Uh, yeah, it's actually best outside. Um, okay. Eighty five percent shade is great, um, and you just lean it against a fence or shed. Um, Obviously, somewhere where my dog won't pee on it. Well, yeah. Or you. There's not mushing. Or or me pee on it, right? Yeah, (laughs) either one. So, yeah, just shady spot. And then, you know, you just don't want the log to dry out. Um, You know, that's the whole key is to, if it starts feeling light, you know, in weight, like deadwood, then you'd want to soak your log in a bucket of water for 24 hours. And you can do that, you know, every you know, four months or something like that. It helps so so I just submerge it in a bucket of water. Yeah. And, and the, that soaks it. Yeah. Once the log, from the time you inoculate your log, that's putting the dowels inside the log to get mushrooms could be anywhere from six to 12 months. That's the hardest part is to wait for it. Wow. But once they say the mycelium runs, that's like eating all the nutrients, getting ready for it to produce mushrooms. Then you can start fruiting it you know, every three, to, I mean, every eight to 10 weeks. So there are different types of mushrooms. So when I'm after I get the log from you and do all the instructions you tell me, it's going to produce a certain type of mushroom. Yeah. So that's why we want to have a freshly cut tree because when you go walk your dog, play with the kids and you go through, you know, your neighborhood um, green space, you don't see trees piled up to the sky. There's some other type of mycelium, which is like if your wife or husband tells you to go do yard work and you pick up a stick and you see something white there, that's mycelium. That's the first internet that connects everything. There's everything symbiotic with it. So there's tons of other um, fungus out there that breaks the trees down. So if you're the freshly cut tree, then you know you're the first type of mycelium going in there um, so you're going to go that particular type of mushroom. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now you also have another business up in LJ, right? Where you're, that's more not to consumers or is that to consumers? It is. Well? It's actually, so um, I have two sets of partners. So um, Todd and I have two fun guys here in Chambly. Um, and then I have another company called LJ Mushrooms, which we grow shiitake and oyster mushrooms commercially. Um, and you can, you've probably had those over at Hopsticks if you visited that wonderful place or the Alden. Um, you could also buy them in bulk over at the Shambly Whole Foods. Um, so we've been growing up there for about two years, um, and we just grow mushrooms up there. Um, how many how many acres does it take to supply those you know those various so retailers? We have. Um, 30 acres dedicated to the farm, but right now we just grow them in greenhouses. So the greenhouses are double layered. So one on top of the other. So if you're familiar with a Komodo Joe or a big green egg, you roll up the sides to let air in, let air out. So we can heat it and cool it naturally by letting sun in, um, trapping the heat, letting the heat out. Um, The greenhouses are about 130 feet long by 30 feet wide. Wow. Um, We have six of them. Um, and then we are growing our oyster mushrooms in recycled or refurbished uh, 53 foot reefer trailers because those are insulated already. Um, so we're kind of making that a house so we don't have to pour all this money into concrete because oysters are a little bit more picky and they need conditioned temperature. 
But gotcha. the, the process still takes, I mean, it's the same even up there, it's, or is it quicker? It's a little differently. So we kind in, in LJ, we grow mushrooms kind of on a, on a sawdust block. So it's not actually the solid tree branch. It's sawdust mixed with the shiitake or oyster mycelium. Um, and then with a couple other ingredients, and then that's only takes about four months. Um, we could keep those logs dormant. It's like a loaf of bread. And then we put them in the greenhouse and then we have mushrooms, you know, seven to 14 days later. Nice. Oh, wow. But, yeah. So, you know, during the COVID times, things have been um, a little hectic for LJ because we used to supply a lot of restaurants here in Atlanta and surrounding areas. Yeah. And then um, we end up having a lot of extra mushrooms. So uh, we've worked with Hopsticks and the Alden locally where they were taking their time out with their staff to uh, feed the police department, first, first responders, um, hospital workers. So we, one of our things for both companies is we both give back. Um, you know, you got to start, you know, my kids were at Montgomery Elementary. Uh, we had one of the first gardens there a long time ago. My last one just graduated high school um, this year. Um, so we've always had, you know, the motto of just always giving back, teach people about food again, where it comes from, and, you know, introduce them to something different besides, you know, potato chips and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. So we, we had a lot of extra mushrooms and we, you know, we dropped them off at the restaurants around here and they did good things with it. So it, it felt good. What, could you not have tried to sell them direct to the consumer? Was there not a opportunity for that? We tried and um, mushrooms go bad after about a month. You know, our mushrooms will last a long time. Yeah. Um, we had thousands of pounds. Oh, so too too much to try hard. to say, hey, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to blast out to the neighborhoods and see. We did. I put some stuff out on next door and people would come back to my packing shed, pick them up. It's like a mushroom lemonade stand. So that was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> and people really enjoyed it. Um, you know, they say, uh, you know, shiitake mushrooms, especially, you know, they have a lot of vitamin D in them. Um, they lower your blood pressure, lower cholesterol. So they are the other magic mushroom. Um, and, having vitamin D in your system right now really helps you out during the COVID times. Now I'm not suggesting this and I definitely don't want our, our uh, listeners to think in any way that, you know, the, the real magic mushrooms are being sold here. But if I bought one of those logs, could I modify it to grow the other magic mushrooms, the real <laughs> stuff? Those magic mushrooms are considered a class one felony, so you go straight to jail right It'd now. It'd be still. like growing pot in my backyard. Probably stronger than that, but they are using um, John Hopkins and Yale are doing studies with PTSD soldiers, and they're um, taking psilocybin, and it's helping them to become husbands, dads, sons again. So eventually, they're going to do the medical aspect of it again, like they did with medical marijuana. Right. But as of right now, it's still a class one felony and you go straight to jail. So what's your favorite type of mushroom? The shiitake or? Yeah, shiitakes are great because they're thick and meaty. It's a great meat replacement if you want to. Um, we also kind of make shiitake chips. Um, so it's like a little snack. And then you can make a shroom teeny. Use that as a garnish on your edge. So it's you could do a lot of things with it. 
Um, you could also, you know, if you go over to the Marlowe's and Shambly slash Brookhaven ish. Sure, yeah, that's Brookhaven, but that's all right. It's close we, enough. I still call it Shambly. Yeah. Um, so they it's all it's all Shambly does. It is. It's taken over. Um, you know, I wear my Shambly rock shirt everywhere, so it's great. Nice. So they've been using a bunch. They have a great couple of vegan shiitake um, shiitake burger on there. That's really yummy too. So as both companies, you know, we saw with uh, LJ, you know, it was hard to sell mushrooms. And then with uh, two fun guys, we couldn't keep up. Everybody was buying from the internet, probably like you and everybody listening. Everybody start clicking, ordering, ordering, ordering. And it was amazing. People want to become mushroom farmers. You would not imagine how many people buy the 100 count plug spawn to make their own logs at home. All right. They figured they were wow. stuck at home. Give them something to do. Yeah. Even though, even though the process takes so long, yeah, you got to start somewhere. Um, right? I wonder how many people bought a log not realizing that it took nine months. We make sure it very clear um, that it says it's going to take this long from the date, and then we also back our products one hundred and fifty percent. You know, if you left it in the sun, got ran over, we will, we will fix it for you. You know, how, how long will that log produce? Like when uh, will it just dry up and be probably used? anywhere between three and five years depends on how you wow. take care of it. Um, as it gets older, it's going to decompose, right? Kind of just like in your backyard, trees have right. fallen for thousands of years. Um, something just breaks it down. So um, if it, as they get softer, if you're gentle with it, soaking it softly and then, you know, putting it in the shade then it's going to last longer i've had logs that were five years old still producing out of the other end that hasn't uh, you know turned into compost and, and so like you know i i have a blueberry tree in my yard and i pick blueberries from it but my wife is always nervous because you know she's like well you know it's a blueberry tree in the front yard but i mean this this is completely safe right there's no way i could screw it up and create well, a a poisonous mushroom, could I? There are poisonous mushrooms out there. So you always want to make sure you know what you're eating. So even though it's growing on the log, if you're growing shiitakes, make sure you're familiar with what a shiitake looks like. We have a lot of information at twofungguys.com slash care. So we have a lot of pictures and we're always there for an email or a phone call. It might take us a little bit longer to get back to you right now, but we'll get back to you. Yeah. I might so have to take always a picture sure and send it to you because my wife would be like, I don't know. Yeah. So right now it's chanterelle season. They're kind of yellowy looky mushrooms that people can't cultivate. And, you know, the restaurants will pay $20 a pound for them. Um, but there are some false ones that you know, might make your stomach upset. So there's a lot of information out there. The Georgia Mushroom Club is great. They do walks. They teach you about what mushrooms are this and that, which ones are edible. So there's a lot of resources. So with mushrooms, especially, you should use your resources before you eat them. Ask a friend, make sure you're 100% sure. Do a spore print, make sure, you know, follows what the book's saying or in it saying, so you don't get sick. Now, are you- now, How big, Go ahead, how big is the- how big is the how how big is the log that you would get? Um, so from two fun guys, um, you could order a twelve inch, you know, anywhere from three to six inch diameter, or we call it our fat boy, which is like twenty five inches. And uh, and how how much? <laughs> I know the timetable of what it how long it would produce, but how many mushrooms per se would that? That's uh, a great question. So on average, you 
you know, for each flush, you could get, you know, anywhere from three quarters of a pound to a pound plus. It really depends if your log has moisture in it. If it's dried out, you're only going to get one or two mushrooms when it comes time. But if you, uh, you know, if it's soaking and it gets good moisture, then you can have mushrooms all over your mushroom log. Um, and you can see pictures on our social media about it and all that. It's really cool. Every time I walk around the corner, I look and I see a log with mushrooms on them. I'm like, ah, oh, it's awesome. I never get sick of it. That's I, love awesome. the, I love all these terms. We're going to soak it. We're going to flush it. All the cool kids are saying those words now. So are, are saying that? Hey, yeah, go, go flush your log. It yeah, might mean so something good. else. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a, it's, you can use a lot of, you know, I don't cuss anymore. I just say, ah, shiitake. Ah, uh, so, shiitake. Gotcha. Yes, I don't cuss anymore. I just use that. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so you're, you mentioned the Whole Foods here in Chambly and Hopsticks. Are you uh, selling to restaurants or grocers outside of Atlanta? Yes. Well, right before COVID hit, I uh, picked up um, some restaurants in Asheville, um, like the Biltmore and Omni Grove. And then um, that's kind of why we had a bunch of extra mushrooms because we ramped up for the following weeks and then everything kind of shut down. Um, we do a little bit in Tennessee. Um, one of the things we saw through Whole Foods was they said, um, you know, they saw a big drawback from people buying like fruit and vegetables because they were touching and people were afraid, of, you know, opening the door to get their milk. So we said, okay, how can we be better coming out of this? So we asked them if we could pitch them um, packaged mushrooms, you know, like three and a half ounces, four ounces. So we don't have all the money to have that fancy packaging equipment. So we created a box that you can fold up package. You know, it's really cool. Um, it would be the first kind to market. Um, and I'm going to be finalizing my pitch to them, uh, hopefully by the end of the next week, and that we could pick up that segment as well. So when you're, find ways to come out of this better. When you're, when you're engaging with some of these, you know, restaurants and, you know, organizations like hotels and stuff, are you – do you approach the chefs? I mean, how does that process, how do you start in terms of getting in the door? Uh, chefs. Um, we just go drop off mushrooms um, and kind of little information about it. So we try to get them hooked. Um, Send them the mushroom mailer. Yes. We drop by and say, <laughs> hey, they're usually busy, but we leave some information in there and just a sack full of mushrooms and then follow up with them. Um, You're like, God, these are good. <laughs> yeah, some of them don't use it. Um, some, you know, they want to use a cheaper ingredient, you know, that has less nutritional value. So we understand, but we try to target places that can adjust their menu uh, and that are looking to support local farmers um, and also having, you know, fresh food. We've seen this through some of the, the you know, the, the farmers markets and the CSAs, um, which, you know, people are looking for fresh food again and they're kind of getting back to the roots, back to that victory garden, so to speak, that they're trying to like, Oh, this is what lettuce is supposed to look like and taste like not the stuff that's coming from California. You know, you know, lettuce loses nutritional value after like four days. So by the time it gets to you, it's, you know, Oh, it's good, but it could be better. Um, and people are seeing a huge demand to, for the farmer's market, the community farmer's market. Um, and we do a bunch of stuff uh, through two fun guides with um, Urban Agriculture, Aglanta, 
because Atlanta was one of the first cities to have its own urban agriculture director, um, Mario Cabrera. Yeah, we know Mario well. Yeah, he's a great guy. His so, his wife was a guest on the show for uh, the business she's uh, running, the translation station. Yes, great people. So um, we do a lot of stuff with uh, urban agriculture in Atlanta and, you know, teach people where food comes from. We donate, you know, dowels or mushrooms, you know, for any event they have, um, just to get people to have a new outlook on mushrooms. It's not your mama's sli slimy mushrooms. So, you know, these are thick and meaty and meat replacement. And it's the cool thing to do, you know? Yeah, it's amazing how much you can do if you, if you explore you know, certain vegan recipes, certain vegetarian recipes, how, uh, how much you can replace, you know, meat, um, you know, which is vegetables. Yeah. And, um, man, I don't know if you've ever wandered down that path, but it's, um, it's something that, that I, my wife and I did, um, earlier this spring. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of creative ways to make it taste very similar to meat. It's yeah. pretty interesting. And, uh -huh. and chicken. There's uh, there's certain mushrooms that I've seen recipes where you have like a fried chicken replacement. Actually, uh, Harmony um, Chinese restaurant in Chambly over on Beaufort Highway is uh, all vegan, vegetarian, Chinese with tofu. And it's amazing. You can't tell the difference. Go ahead. Have you been able to break into like the Buckhead uh, restaurant group and all of those restaurants? Um, a decent amount of them we do uh we do a good amount of business with um the word of mouth restaurants valenza haven um and vero and our nets chop shop um so there's a decent amount um they once the chefs see our product they're like oh this is a game changer it's it's different than your mushroom that you're used to because it's thick and meaty and fresh and tastes great so we just got to get in front of them and just get them to try it well we are up to the point where we need to take a short commercial break and when we come back from that we uh howard we have a game we play on between two trains called can you ace it eric's going to ask you some questions and give you answers to select from we're going to see how well you can pick uh from the can you ace it game so we'll be back right after these messages i'm going to go study if you recently got divorced, you may be wondering how to pick up all of the financial pieces. Is it time to make a new budget, new goals, and get a new game plan with your investments? What about the best way to save money on your taxes? Take control of your money future. Go to OxygenFinancial.net to schedule a complimentary meeting today. Go to OxygenFinancial.net to get started right now. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC, advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, an affiliate of Kestra Investment Services. Oxygen is not affiliated with Kestra. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. You can hear us on the 1st and the 15th of every month. We're talking with Howard Burke from Two Fun Guys. And Eric, uh, let's play the Can You Ace It game brought to us by the Chambly Ace Hardware. Uh, what a great uh, local business right here in Chambly. So Eric, what's our first question for Howard? We might need to rename this just for Howard. Can you taste it? Oh, can you taste it? All right. But either way, Ace Hardware is our sponsor here. All right. So these questions, Howard, are multiple guests. We got three of them. And we'll start with the, the first question. Has anybody um, 
like got zero correct? Could I be the first? You could be the first. <laughs> We've never had someone get, get them all wrong. Right. No judging. It's no a judging. different type of acing this uh, questionnaire. Yeah. Right, I'm ready for the ace. I'm acing it. I think it'll be just fine here. <laughs> all right. Question number one. There's an edible mushroom that grows in the wild that tastes nearly identical to fried chicken. And it's called either A, Laetoropus, excuse me, Laetpora. Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce that either, Eric. Laetoporus. Laetoporus. Yellow-pored scaber stalk, bread dough clitopilus. <laughs> You're going to go with your first one, your chicken of the woods. Is that what uh, it's called, chicken of yeah, the woods? That's street name. So I actually found one yesterday up in the farm because I was looking for chanterelles. Uh, and they taste so good. They're pretty easy to spot. So you can just Google that. And they Jeez. really taste like chicken. Yeah. So, so what if, what if I them. cut them up and put them in my chicken dish? Then oh, oh, <laughs> they'll taste Am like <laughs> Most mushrooms absorb the flavor that you're cooking with, especially like oyster mushrooms and stuff like that. Okay. So they'll, they'll what if I cut them up and put them with other mushrooms? The other yeah. mushrooms will take on the chicken taste? We're going to have to test that one out. We are. I think that's a, a taste test we need to do. All right. So one for Mushroom one. Mushroom extravaganza there. All right. One for one. So you're not you're not going 0 for 3 here. Yeah. That's... You don't have to worry about that. All right. Question number two. Hopefully, I'll be able to pronounce everything in here. Studies have found that lentinin, a potent yep. protein in shiitake mushrooms, has been found to help which of these? Either A, Getting wicked high, either B, clearing up acne, or C, lowering your risk of cancer. It's actually, uh, we make medicine, um, so you can take the mushrooms uh, and split them apart and um, put them in a 100-proof vodka. I tried it once with Everclear, but it was too strong, and you agitate the thing, so... Um, uh, what happens is the litanin piece gets released um, from the polysaccharides in the shiitakes, which makes a tincture, which if you take it daily, my kids and I used to take it all the time, will help you fight cancer. So I make nice. Ding, 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 ding. That is correct. Sickness. Uh, if they've had breast cancer or something, I give it to them to help uh, to help them build their white blood cells up, but you need to follow your doctor's orders. So now I'm you, giving you my disclaimers. <laughs> right. You said something though about adding it to vodka. So that's to make the vodka extracts the polysaccharides, which drop the litanin piece as a cancer fighting. So it's a alcohol extract, um, which pulls out the, the, and then you agitate, then you double boil it. So it's not like real, um, alcoholy. But then you have the proper products. But I want to go. I want to go in the other direction. So we had recently <laughs> Seth Watson from the new distillery that's going to be opening in Chambly, and he's going to make a couple of vodkas. Could he take your mushrooms and distill it into his vodkas? And would that even be any good? It is. We did it once before. We made a shrimp teeny with American Spirit whiskeys, um, and uh, it was really good. It made like a Long Island tea with the tincture. Um, it also, you know, help fight cancer while you're drinking. The, I, got, I can do some shots of, of vodka and, and cure yeah. cancer. I can yeah. sell this in my household. I can sell this in my household. If it's got some good properties to it, 
Yeah. Well, if you don't know Seth Watson, I'll introduce you to him because I envision now a Shambly, uh, two fun guys vodka made at uh, the distillery of modern art. I can see it already. Uh, we're ex- I would love to do that. And I would, one of my goals that I've been working with for about five or six years is to get a shiitake beer made over at Sweetwater. So yeah, uh, call it shiitake faced. Yeah, that's exactly right. I got that trademarked already. <laughs> All right. So we're, nice. two for, we're two for two. Last question. <laughs> oh boy. What, <laughs> what a grand finale. All right. A mushroom that grows in Hawaii is also known to do what? Get you wicked high. That's that is a yeah, we got one. a theme going yes. here with the wicked high. B cause women to orgasm at the smell of it. C when cooked with pork, make it taste like chicken. <laughs> but wait, the uh, mushroom so, cooked with pork makes the pork taste like chicken? Yeah. That, that is that, that is allegedly question. one of the, the one of the proposed options. So um I wonder if it has the same effect on men. Um, so I will hope to go to Hawaii and go smell it and I'll go with uh, my fiance and see who has the orgasm first. So you're going with B, cause women to orgasm at the smell. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. You I wonder are what correct. it has the effect on men. So I'm just curious. They s- depend- well, if you're just smelling it, I don't know. Um, the, the legend says the closer you get to it, it almost smells like uh, like semen. Like you would, the, the smell a semen has. The sailors? I guess. <laughs> well, well, you got all three correct. And so you are definitely an ace of uh, the mushroom game. Um, and so we appreciate you playing. We're pretty much to the end of our time, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to let the listeners know if they want to buy one of those logs where where do they go they go to your website yeah so if you want to buy a mushroom log or or make your own log at home with your family and kids uh, you just need a freshly cut tree you could get from your backyard landscaper anything like that uh, you could go to twofunguys.com and order it there um, if you want to pick up some mushrooms locally, um, you can just go to Ella J Mushrooms, which is E-L-L-I-J-A-Y, Mushrooms with an S, and order them there, and you can just pick them up uh, hassle-free. Same thing with the Dal Spawn and the Mushroom Log. So we are COVID-friendly. Um, we don't like COVID, but we are friendly, meaning that you can come get your order without having to touch anybody or anything. You you don't have an actual like retail, like there's not a place where I can come and like shop around. I, I order it online or? Uh, you can, we have a shop where we do all of our shipping for two fun guys okay. off of Flowers Road. Um, but we're not right now, we're not letting people in because we want to keep us and our staff um that's why one of the reasons we're behind because we're just trying to keep everybody you know together um you know todd's parents live in town and they're a little bit older and we just want to make sure that you know everybody stays safe and we find out what this thing really does you know so be safe than sorry well wouldn't it be great if if uh, a mushroom was the cure we're going to try every day so yeah wouldn't that be awesome well, Instead, you lower your risk of off. cancer. Maybe we could lower the risk of uh, contracting Corona. COVID. Yeah. So I'll have to bring you guys some mushrooms by, or you guys come pick it up next time you're over in my hood in Chambly, and yeah. we'll go from there. 
Well, Howard, thank you so much for coming on the show. And Eric, again, another great episode of Between Two Trains. Any any news on the uh, on the banking front with COVID and people getting back to work? Well, the, the PPP Congress got together and relaxed some of the forgiveness standards. So that should be, I think that should really help out. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's something that, that, you know, we're watching the marketplace and, and what's going on with the economy. I, I wish I had a crystal ball to predict what, what's going to happen, but um, we're just taking it day by day, week by week at this point. Yeah. We, we were fortunate to get a little PPP, but we're trying to figure out how, what, where forgiveness is forgiven, you know, because we were trying to keep our employees working at the time. And so it's been a challenge, but we're slowly patiently waiting for all the right answers. Yep. Well, again, thanks guys for coming on the show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another great episode of Between Two Trains. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate y'all having me on. 